Hey everyone, thank you for tuning into our 50th episode. In T2A fashion, we'd like to celebrate milestones in a super special way. So for this episode, we're recapping a few of our favorite memories and advice from either ourselves or from our past guests. Basically, all our guests have been great and always drop in the most resourceful and brilliant travel or non-travel tips. So you can imagine how difficult picking a few of our favorites were. Actually, you know what? They're all of our favorites. So whenever you get a chance, please go back and listen to some of our past episodes. It's been such a fun journey creating this podcast for ourselves to help us relive our adventures around the world. The perks of creating what we have so far have been especially connecting and building such a supportive community of travelers that we consider friends now and that we can turn to for a simple conversation or an in-depth travel one-on-one talk. The little things you've all done for us does not go unnoticed. Trizzy and I always talk about how grateful we are to have each and every single one of you inspire us every single day. Keep traveling, keep creating, onward and upward. Thank you again for everything. Cheers to you and cheers to us. Enjoy our 50th episode. This is Leah and Trizzy, and we are two voices, two views, and two ways to adventure from anywhere. We prioritize travel in our lives, and we both travel very differently. Every other Wednesday, we drop episodes featuring the coolest travelers around the globe, local business owners, community episodes from you, and of course, us, your resident travel lovers. This is Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Watch us on YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Safety Wing is the world's first international travel medical insurance developed to meet the needs of entrepreneurs and remote workers traveling or living abroad worldwide. The Safety Wing Nomad Insurance includes both travel and travel medical insurance, which includes coverage for any travel delays, lost checked bags, emergency response, and natural disasters, plus coverage and access to qualified global network of hospitals and doctors for unexpected medical problems and accidents and any emergency medical evacuations. You can sign up for Nomad Insurance even if your trip is already happening or sign up in advance by selecting a future start date. For only $42 per four weeks, you can be covered under Safety Wing and its Nomad Insurance. Click the link in our description for more info and to sign up. Safe travels! We're going to kick off with the clip of when we shared and revealed our slogan, two voices, two views, two ways to adventure from anywhere. We have so much to share from our different experiences and perspectives that it was so cool when we did an episode to reintroduce and remind others of what we offer as the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. We came together to do this podcast, even though we both know we travel so differently from one another, we've been to almost completely different places, right? Like you're repeat Southeast Asia offender. I'm repeat South America offender. (laughs) (laughs) So we've explored different parts of the world, but together, that's what the cool thing is. I feel like we fill in all of each other's gaps, right? That's every episode is about how we do things differently from one another, our own experiences. And then we bring those guests on and we talk about our experiences related to what those guests told us. So that's why it's such a cool podcast because you get kind of that uh, budget, which is Mm -hmm. Leah, right? Or that mid-luxury point of view, which is Trizzy. Yeah, it's kind of like 
killing two birds with one stone when you're doing research like do I want to solo travel or do I want to like go with my significant other like what do I want to do so and so you are the significant other traveler couple traveler couple travel Trizzy over there and then in this corner you have a <laughs> solo backpacker who stays at hostels like she's 19 <laughs> very much nine not 19 <laughs> I love this episode because Debbie of The Offbeat Life is answering all of your questions about what we all want to know, how to build the most flexible lifestyle to help you live your dreams and work while you travel or run your business on the side. And the biggest lesson I took away from this clip is how to have a backup plan before you even start what you want to do. So enjoy this one. What would you say... In, when you first started going like fully remote, what what were your early struggles with going remote? Honestly, I think it was just not knowing if I could do this. A lot of the stuff that I had gone through was mental, you know, um, and it was just a lot of fears that most people go through when they start diving into something that they're really unfamiliar mm-hmm. with. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, am I going to be able to survive? Like, especially in the beginning when not a lot of income is coming in, you're like, Oh my gosh, I, I cannot live off of this. Right. Um, and how do I supplement this? Is this the right thing for me? Or um, if you've been doing it for a little bit of time and it doesn't feel like anything is happening, then you're like, did I make the right decision? Mm-hmm. So it's, just a lot of those things that you think about, because obviously we want to do things that we love, but at the same time, realistically, we have to also think about what we can live off of, right? Because we don't have trust funds. Usually we didn't win the lotto. So you still have to live off of your, or make a living off of something. So that's really what a lot of my fears were when I started. Can I make this realistically something that's sustainable? Um, and then sometimes you make income one month and then the next two months you make nothing. So it's yeah. always up and down when you are a freelancer, when you are an entrepreneur. So you always have to constantly think outside of the box about how you can make this more sustainable for yourself. Yeah. So how long did you realize like, oh, I'm okay now? (laughs) I don't think I've been thinking that at all. I think it's a constant (laughs) struggle, honestly, to tell you the truth, you know, like there's, there's always months where it's really great. And then there's months that it's not. And I think Mm -hmm. what I have found and realized is that to always um, have a little nest egg just in case, you know, and always have that savings. Um, And if you can, for example, if you are a remote worker, who's a freelancer, um, sometimes it's not always ongoing. So if you can, if you're able to find Mm -hmm. a full time remote job so that it can sustain you. um, And if you want to do something on the side that could become a full-time business later on it's always good to supplement both of them so that it's more realistic because I I hate when people tell you just dive into this willy-nilly don't think about the consequences and then the third or fourth or fifth or even six months you run out of money and then Mm. you go back to your regular nine to five day job that you hate and then you say to yourself well this doesn't work no it's most likely because you didn't prepare yourself accordingly um, to this type of lifestyle because it's not easy you know it's not Mm. it's not as pretty as people 
say it is, um, especially on social media. Yeah, amazing. Thank you for being so raw. It's like, what, especially yeah. what I need, because I potentially would like to remove myself from the nine to five and see what I can do remotely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're great. You're really good at saving Trizzy. So, and I think you're good Thanks. at like not spending. <laughs> yeah. But that's something, you know, I wish I knew maybe even six years ago when I went off to South America, even though I had saved and saved a ton of money, there's still things I would have done differently. Like I probably would have started volunteering from the start like I just would have had a wiser backup plan but yeah everything is 2020 in hindsight right like now if I went off to do it again I'd do it the way that I think is perfect but 100% about being prepared and having a plan I fully agree with that and I'm glad you emphasize that here because I don't think people I think people be like yeah yeah yeah, I have a backup plan right but it's (laughs) it's like no really have several backup plans The sentence that sums this clip up the most, we live where you vacation, and that's right, friends. Southern California literally has it all. And Trizzy and I tell you how to make the most of your three days in Southern California here. The first question we're going to answer, especially for all you, all you noobs to Southern California out there, is, and Trizzy and I, we came up with questions, and we like hid the answers from each other because we love surprising each other <laughs> on the show sometimes, live in real time. So if you had a long weekend, basically three full days in Southern California, what would your itinerary be? So these are the kinds of questions y'all are asking. We're going to answer that. So I will go first, give a quick like one to two minute explanation. Mm-hmm. Three places I would take you over a long weekend. Disneyland, Laguna Beach, and Hollywood and all its rooftops and the Walk of Fame. (laughs) Damn. Smart. So those are my three. Disneyland, very obvious. Um, Southern California is the home of theme parks and amusement parks, and we love them out here. And Disneyland is iconic. Yeah. So why wouldn't you go there? Right. And you can spend easily a weekend there, but we're going to just do that one day. (laughs) yep (laughs) famed laguna beach i mean the whole series brought it to life in our high school years and really put it on the map and the water really is as beautiful and blue as you see on tv yes i didn't realize that it's stunning and it's very small town very beach town but very chill like you surf you skate you get your great food there it's a really good getaway it's you know orange county Mm -hmm. so between la and san diego yeah and it's just always gorgeous. So Laguna Beach for a day. Why That's not? That's a good, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then Hollywood, because oh, I'm not even kidding. People want to come here and they still want to see That's the Walk true. of Fame. They still want to see, they want to do Running Canyon and try to run into celebrities. They still want to do Griffith Observatory. Actually, I, I like Griffith Observatory. So they want to do nice. the trails to Griffith. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, rooftop, we all know how obsessed I am with the rooftops. So like you can't do LA or Southern California with me and not expect to be like up on a view or in a rooftop. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just there's a lot of quirky things in like Hollywood and around those parts, Hollywood and Vine. Yeah. So and you you're gonna need a lot of energy for the hikes and walking through Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, and yeah. there's a lot of cute cafes and she knows all about that as well. <laughs> to pick up your caffeine. Yep. Too, so. so my Leah's three day itinerary in Southern California, Disneyland, Laguna Beach and Hollywood. How cool, because mine is so completely opposite. opposite. 
All right, Trizzy, so you get to answer the question. If you had a long weekend in Southern California, what would your itinerary be? Long weekend, three days, three full days. First day, Joshua Tree National Park. Okay. All right, second day, you move your way only an hour and a half to two hours to Anza Borrego State Park, which is a little bit south. Where is the... <laughs> the next place i really? would say is oceanside <laughs> wow yeah. okay and they're all within an hour and a half to two hour drive mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i was just gonna say like oh it's um, <laughs> yeah. disneyland to laguna beach and then to hollywood it's about the same amount because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you factor in the traffic that's what is yep. gonna be the time mm-hmm. um but yeah joshua tree on the first day you're gonna see the boulders the rocks there's a lot of hikes that you could check out mm-hmm. check out the choya garden which is a whole bunch of like these cute cactuses um be careful because they're also called like like the bouncing cactuses oh, gosh. where if a, if a little wind hits it it could jump off and if you're close to it it's gonna be painful oh my goodness yeah okay so, but it's really cool joshua tree has skull rock hidden valley yep. trail is one of my favorite barker dam and you could camp out there the night sky is gorgeous all right yeah we affectionately call it j tree j tree i know <laughs> j tree because i've been there so many times yeah anza borrego <laughs> Anza Borrego is not too different because okay. it, it is nature, and but they have slot canyons, and these slot canyons are kind of like white rocks ish. Did you go to these? Yeah, I went to these. All right, she's gonna throw them up on the screen yeah, because I do not remember this. I've never heard this place, but that is really because I was gonna ask, mm-hmm. what does Anza Borrego have over like other you know parks? Yeah, in the, it's in pretty Southern much still so. in the desert within like the desert. Okay. cool feel. So they do have wildflowers around the area during spring. So okay. if you're driving, let's say if you're from LA and this isn't part of the itinerary, okay. but if you're from LA and you're driving towards Anza Borrego, you'll pass like the area, like Lake Elsinore. That's where you'll see like the wildflowers blooming. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. On a good bloom season. But Anza Borrego also has this really cool off-roading opportunity oh, for you yes. to drive and you'll see these cool sculptures of one dinosaurs and there's another one of a dragon so it's art so if you love art check it out there you go art in nature exactly and on the third day make your way to oceanside california which is a little north from uh san diego and that's your beach so you have like the desert and the naturey part Mm -hmm. And then you have the beach where you could just relax your piggies because you've just been hiking for the past two days yep. and just drive in, in the past two days. So Oceanside it is. There we the go. End. And ta-da, three days. Three days, long weekend in Southern California. Yes. <laughs> in true fashion, I am traveling. So coming at you from Dallas Love Field, three reasons why I love this episode. One, who doesn't need travel insurance? Two, Sandre, who is the co-founder of Safety Wing, believes people should move easily across borders and not have any trouble in any country they are. And why remote work and remote life are the future. So enjoy this clip. Because you did mention one of your missions is to build the first country on the Internet. So let's hear that. Yes. Uh, So I'm so excited about this, this part of the near term future. So 
the internet has already made us into this global hive mind civilization kind of thing. And we're kind of working out the kinks of that. But uh, remote work allows people to move anywhere. And this has all kinds of effects downstream. And that's what we'll see like in the future. And a couple of big ones, biggies that I'm, I'm very curious, curious about. One is, yeah, our, our mission. You know, I, we think that there's a lot of in institutions, infrastructure systems that needs to be rebuilt in a global digital way, that there will arise these countries on the internet that will be built around values instead of borders and where citizenship will be based on choice instead of where you're born. I have no idea how that's going to play out, but <laughs> I hope it will be amazing. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to try to build the first one. Um, I think that, you know, this major repopulation is at hand where because when people can move a lot of people live where they live because it's close to their job so once that constraint list lifts i've seen that time and time again mm -hmm. like it takes about six months and then they wake up one day and like and then they realize why are we living here again like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not driving to work anymore and i don't really like it and it's really expensive <laughs> yep uh and uh, and then they move and you know where they move that kind of varies based on what they like you know some people are like always wanted to travel I'm going to go travel here there uh, other people are like I've always wanted to live in the mountains or they love to ski or other people are like oh, I always wanted to live on the beach and some people are maybe say oh I really want to live close to my family again maybe they moved to the city for the job uh, some people go for a van life. I don't know. So, so that's, you know, roughly the patterns we see. And that also opens up a great new possibility, which is new cities and villages and towns being built. So I've heard about some of these projects. I think there's going to be a lot more. It's been so long since it was a kind of flexibility, fluidity in where people settled. Yeah. So not a lot of new cities have been built. And, but now you can, so I, now, if you, if you really want to start a city, now's the time, start a town, start a village, start a, and it can, um, and uh, because now it's much easier for a while, you know, in this transition to, for people to, to move. So if you build a cool new city that has something that doesn't exist anywhere else, uh, some cool vibe or theme or something, you know, you, you might attract a lot of visitors. And uh, so, so that's one thing I'm, I'm really excited about is the, the new cities and towns popping up. Um, another th thing that is a bit in the same vein, I'm really excited about companies, remote teams and how they are going to evolve as they get bigger. So mm -hmm. in Safe Doing's case, we discovered a while back that you know clearly we don't need an office, but we do have team gatherings. They're in different places, like last one was in Mexico, before that was in Slovenia, and that's really <laughs> fun. Uh, but we also we have this one house in San Francisco, but we outgrew it. That we just uh, kind of gather from time to time. Yeah. But we thought we need a bigger one, and we're looking at things that nobody else is using. Because we're like a new use case, so we're looking at castles in Europe, <laughs> and we Classic. thought, wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if we had a castle in Europe as like our team gathering spot? So we're going around looking at those and see if we can find one that we can use as our HQ. It's essentially like a cost-effective way 
And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very, this is only the beginning of this. People are going to start to kind of figure out all these new things that are possible when it comes to offices and cities. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think some really cool stuff is going to come out of that. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get to our future self in order to start taking trips or generally living life. Jeff of Chubby Diaries inspired me to not take the present for granted and to accept and love who I am right now. The experience I have along the way will help me become a better person, so don't put your livelihood on hold. Live now. I feel like the name Chubby Diaries has like a softer connotation to it, right? Rather, it it makes it more like warm and fuzzy. So that's why I really like it too. (laughs) For sure, definitely. Do you, so do you focus on destinations? I know you had said you had to pivot a little bit into food, but food and travel go hand in hand. But do you focus on destinations and places that say are like more inclusive or is your advice kind of like applicable anywhere? Like when you first started, what was the focus? Well, yeah. So honestly, it was just travel. That was the focus. And it still is in a lot of ways. Um, but I'm given a different perspective. So I'm a fat black guy. And that was even how I found my niche was going from, like my cousin made me fill out this like form. She's a PR rep. She made me fill out this form uh, about like finding your niche because everybody was over there saying like, oh, find a niche, find a niche. You should niche down. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And so when she gave me, when she gave me that, I filled it out and I was like, I don't have anything. I don't see anything. Like I filled it out and I was like, I don't think, I still don't feel like I have my niche. And she was like, no, it was right there. Like, and it was like talking about what it, it was like, the question was like, like, who are you? Like, what is you? And so I was like, yeah, I'm a fat black guy that travels the world. And I was like, yo, like that, I'm onto something here. Cause I don't know anybody talking about being fat and being black. Like at the same time, like, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I felt like that's what like got me into uh, like my perspective and like, it's easy to talk about my experiences, like, like just you being you, like you bring, uh, like the way that you look at the world or the way that you look at travel is different from how other people look at it. And so that's why it's so easy for me to talk about it. And so I didn't even realize that other people were having the same issues when in the plus size community, when it came down to travel. And I never thought about it as much. And a lot of times that's what I, that's what I consistently hear from different brands that I work with or that I do consulting for is that like, yo, I wasn't even thinking about plus size people uh, when it came down to the marketing and branding and the things that we do in our advertisement and stuff. So uh, it's really cool that that's been my focus more so, but then I've been able to add um, like more inclusive places for plus size people, like mm-hmm. to my content, like, Hey, you should visit here or here, here are some tips as a plus size person when visiting X city or country. Mm -hmm. You have such a positive uh, vibe to yourself and how you put your content out and how you represent for yourself. And I feel like that's why you, you didn't know what your niche was because you were so happy and content with who you are. But then when you, when your cousin really had to like dig deep into you to get, get that niche out, you're just like, you know what, there's probably people out there that, needs my positivity. So I'm going to speak out for them. And now look at it. Like we see a lot of ads, we see a lot of commercials. That's just 
showing you know plus size people and it's a it's lovely you know the world is changing really dope. so we yeah, appreciate like you for that man thank you and i feel like i'm just a little section to the bigger movement that's happening because i, I mean i'll say this i remember and, and some people are hesitant even when they, they hear that this is what i do uh, like my motto is to to live life now and i remember one of my family members telling me it was like why don't you just teach people to 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 lose weight and then you don't have to like have this right like you don't have to have this platform and i was like you want to know something there's so many other platforms out there that's telling people to lose weight feel great i was like nah i want to talk mm-hmm. to the person where they're at right now yes like, even if you're trying to get yes. to your like your like your ideal weight or your like goal weight that could take you years from now or you might not ever get there so mm-hmm. what do you do in that time until you get to whatever ideal weight that you want to get to uh, I was like, do you stop living? And so that's my thing. I want to yes. talk to the person right now. I want to get them to get out there and travel <laughs> where they're at right now. And so that's that's been my mission, uh, more so with Chubby Diaries, to encourage and motivate people to get out there and travel the world. This episode was short and sweet, but it's one of my favorite moments because Yano, Trizzy, and I love talking about gear. So we dropped the app and the product that we're using most in 2022 and some important information to remember about cameras while you're traveling. So my take, I would say, is just my iPhone. You know, I talk about my camera a lot. I talk about my GoPro, but I never really talk about my phone phone. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking about my phone, I mean, specifically the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go more in depth when we are together about the camera settings. Okay. But I would just say that the camera Wait, tell, settings- tell the people what model you have. First off. Oh gosh, <laughs> my iPhone XR. XR. You act like that's so old, please. It's almost <laughs> four models old. But you use it, isn't the famous quote, um, the best camera is the one you are always using? Yeah. Right? True. And so. I I would say our good friend, Christine Lozada, always emphasizes it because she started her mm-hmm. YouTube page with just her phone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. And it really is because it's, in, it's so accessible in your hand and mm-hmm. with my Sony camera, which I love. The quality does make mm. a difference, but it is a hassle sometimes to have to download all the image. Mm-hmm. Even um, you have an app on the phone to download all the footage and all the photos and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's still a process, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but with the phone, the camera setting does matter. Audio setting as well, if you're trying to uh, talk, make like mm-hmm. audio voice notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, what I usually do on my camera settings, and I'll just give you this here, is I shoot in 60 frames per second, just because I like to slow it down in my footage sometimes, if I'm making an official, official footage. If it's just like for reels and TikToks, then it doesn't really like matter. But okay. for me, if I use 60 frames per second, my slow motion looks smoother. And it's just, you could play around with the speed ramping and everything, and everything just looks smooth. That is so great. Oh yeah. I can't wait because you've been saying you've been getting a lot of DMS on what your camera settings are. So I can't wait for you to teach everybody about that. But I, I really think the iPhone is 
underrated when it comes to camera and, or it's not talked about as much when Mm -hmm. it comes to camera, video, mic, because I've been editing my photos in iPhone photos forever. And just now I'm seeing all over TikTok people like, whoa, new editing tool, iPhone photos. I'm like, yo, like Gen Z, I know you just got here (laughs) yesterday, but I've literally, that's how, but to me, I'm like, that's how lazy I am is that I won't even put my photos in another app. I just like adjust my brightness, my sharpness and my contrast straight in iPhone photos. Cause I'm too lazy to bring my photos to another app <laughs> and they're fire and my feet they're is fire. fire. <laughs> That's right. LA in flight, go check it out. <laughs> I love that you said your iPhone. Cause that's like something that a lot of us have already mm-hmm. have. Yeah. iPhones or just phones in general. I know the Galaxy Samsung has this really cool mm-hmm. one. The Sony has a really cool um, phone and their camera model is insane. Mm-hmm. So um, just any phone that you could work with. Okay. And I would say if you have an old phone that doesn't have like the highest quality, that doesn't matter because your aesthetic mm-hmm. versus other people's aesthetic is different. Lo-fi mm-hmm. is what's popping off in the game right now. Oh, like, yeah. People be throwing on grain on their 4K videos. It's just like, okay, you <laughs> might as well just keep your old phone Gee, with you. Keep your iPhone. Yo, I still have my 6S tucked away. Like, should I bust it out and use it? Right? Bust it out, man. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. If you love travel as much as we do, hit subscribe on our YouTube channel as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. Thank you all for your support so far. When you have the time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to hear your thoughts and feedback, and it'll help others come across our episodes and hopefully be inspired to travel and adventure anywhere.